0: He's baffled by this conflicting evidence as you are. His prints are all over the crime scene.
1: The TV footage puts him 60 miles away. He can't have been to two places at once. You know me. I didn't kill that kid, Ralph. Do you see how strange this is?
0: What would make someone do such a thing? He didn't do it.
1: I have no tolerance for the unexplainable.
0: Well then, sir, you'll have no tolerance for me.
1: Answer me this. Do you think Terry Maitland killed that boy? If he didn't do it, someone else did. Someone else did. Someone else.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Castle Rock Critical, where this week we will be talking about the penultimate episode of The Outsider. Woohoo! Uh, unfortunately, yeah. like our trusty gang of investigators, our numbers are also dwindling. Uh, so this familiar voice mm. is Emma, your Good. host, and I'm joined just by Len today.
1: Yes, just Len. We are being picked off uh, by someone with a sniper rifle yep. perched.
0: We are um, the lucky ones left. We're in the wilderness. Survival the of the fittest. wilderness. Yeah, <laughs> um, but don't worry, because we'll be running through our usual structure today to talk about tigers and bears. So we'll talk about our overall mm. thoughts and blueberries, do a deep dive into the plot, uh, head over to King Corner for some book differences, and then get our lovely listener feedback in. Um, mm,
1: lovely, lovely, juicy listener juicy feedback. Juicy listener
0: mm. feedback. Uh, Len, age before beauty, tell us what you thought about this episode. Wow.
1: Well, there's another illusion that has been broken. <laughs> do not let people know full names and ages. No, it's fine. I am old. Uh, not that old. But uh, <laughs> I... I genuinely thought this episode was uh, a continuation of the improvement that we've been on uh, since episode eight or so, or seven, sorry, uh, In the Pines, In the Pines. Um, The the show had that dip in the middle, um, and now that everyone is fully on board the Il train, Mm -hmm. including Ralph, uh, I think the show has embraced its X-Files type... um, Monster of the Week format now, and uh, I love the team all coming together and and unifying behind this threat. Um, uh, I thought the acting was good in this episode. I thought Cynthia Revo was good. I like her relationship and the little uh, glimpses we're getting more of that with uh, with you know uh, Mulcop Man, (laughs) who (laughs) is hilarious. Um, I love I love their relationship. Um, I was certain that he was going to bite the bullet. Um, maybe he has. Who knows? You know, there's a massive cliffhanger at the end. Um, it, it, You know, it reminded me of, um, and I, you know, there's obviously spoilers for this episode, but uh, the end of this episode reminded me of a very famous Breaking Bad episode called Ozymandias, where uh, it's in the final season. It's actually the third episode from the end of the entire thing. And there's like a shootout and you just hear gunshots and... The audience is left on tender hooks, mm. uh, trying to figure out what happens. Uh, and then the next episode you come back and this carnage has happened. And uh, I kind of get the feeling that's what's going to happen here with this. Yep. Um, I think it, it was kind of heavily inspired by that, I think, because it's very similar. Um, and I'm interested to see who we've lost. I mean, obviously... We'll talk about it later, but we've lost uh, our boy Alec. Well, we're not getting it's Alec, isn't it? Or is it Alec? It is
0: Alec. We're not getting season two Alec Pelly. P.I., are we? Because he's a goner.
1: Wow, I mean... Devastated. He talked about um, tasting uh, the blood in his mouth, you know, uh, and it was a premonition in a way, because man, he got shot right through the oh, head. Didn't he fucking just? brutal. brutal. Um, you know, and that ending alone I thought was good enough for, for Blueberry. I'm going to stick with my 4. I think it didn't get a 5 and the reason it didn't get a 5 is just because there's still elements of uh, you know I fi- I find some of the dips in the middle of the episode. It wasn't like a balls to the wall crazy episode, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um the end was and I'm sure that maybe the finale if you know it seems like it could be exactly what I want it to be because I'm enjoying the monster hunting sort of thing um and the supernatural more so than i do with a lot of other stephen king stuff so i'm enjoying the supernatural maybe next week i'll enjoy it a lot more mm. um when it's just when it's just like they're in the cave or you know and we've lost some characters um so i next week could be a five but it's a four for me this week and the blueberry rating system is thus for any new listeners it is a scale from zero to five um there can be no halves so no 1.5s no two point five. It has to be a 1, or 2, a 3, or 4, or a 5, or a 0, if you fancy. 5 being the best, 0 being the worst. It's a harsh but fair scale. And this one sits at a 4, for me, in fact, pretty consistent this, yeah. this season. For me, I think it sits around a 4 pretty much most of the time.
0: Yeah, and I think you've you've mentioned a load of things there, Len, that uh, I totally agree with. Um, I thought this was a good episode, with good drama. Mm. Um, the use of the flashbacks was interesting and i quite liked it um i like the fact we've got like you said we've got everyone together everyone is on board uh and they are you know they're all rolling into disaster um and and the tension Mm. of the last probably 20 minutes of the episode maybe even just the last 10 where it got really really tense and everyone was in in peril shall we say uh was done beautifully i I thought it was really really good work Mm -hmm. um some characters made some stupid decisions but it was quite funny and traumatising all at once. And and that ending, like good old super dramatic cliffhanger. Um, we know we've lost Alec, RIP. Um, but who else have we lost? I mean, that was pretty intense. And I think it's... A, a lot of gunshots. Yeah, well, I think six after it went to black, which is uh, a lot.
1: We know that he's a... a we've got that nice piece yes. of information about his past and how he's a, we, we know he's a hunter. Um, and I've actually thought he's a terrible hunter because every time he seems to go hunting, uh, he, he missed or something or something happened, but he's actually a army sniper. Yes. Um, who just didn't get in. He they said he was like top of the class. So, very good at sniping, you know, not very
0: good at normaling, I think is, is the best description. Yeah. Not, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, so you'd fancy some more characters to be at least hit here.
0: Yeah, definitely. If they're not, then I don't really know what's happening because. That's mm. kind of taking our, you know, suspension of belief a little bit too far. Um but I mm. mean I, I think it opens up for an amazing finale and uh, you know, we'll talk about this in King Corner, but some things uh, starting to bring back a lot of thoughts and, and reminiscing of the mm. book. Um again, very good episode. Mm. Uh, I didn't think it was as good as last week's for me. Um but I mm. I agree with you. Did
1: you give last week a five? I did,
0: yeah. I love last week's episode, yeah. but this is a very solid four mm. blueberries for me. Not quite as good, but mm. edging well, on go. it. Um, which is not not bad scores all round. Actually, uh, I say all very round between the two of us. Do
1: not do not belittle a four. Anyone a four is a should be a cherished score. If you if a, if a show is getting fours consistently, that is very 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 good. It okay? absolutely is. Um,
0: Absolutely, I think if we can keep on a, a nice steady four throughout the season, then then something is going right. Um, but I think there is a lot mm-hmm. for us to talk about uh, today, Len, when we get to tigers and bears. But before we do, oh, yes. I might just pass over to you for a little advert break.
1: Hello, everybody, it's me, it's Len doing the advert, not Emma, uh, and that is because Emma, we have a um, uh, an official sponsor. We do, um, you know, um, at the moment. And that's that's exciting for us here at Fan Critical. And that sponsor is Manscaped. And I was talking about this last week with Gareth, who was sat next to me. Unfortunately, little Gareth can't be here this week. Um, and I talked about it with you as well, Emma. You did. But it's, it, it's, uh, it did? It did. It, and Manscaped are a male grooming service, uh, a trimmer, if you will, the lawnmower which is designed that is its name very good name very funny name uh is designed to you know for for those for those other areas for grooming for men because as i said before last week you do not want to be taking your regular beard trimmer down there how no right it is dangerous it is a dangerous act if gareth was here he'd be shaking his head going what are you thinking don't even go there Uh, and this product i have to say um from personal use is fantastic it's it's a game changer in terms of, you know, just just that whole activity. You didn't think you needed it, but I'd promise you now. Once you've got it, uh, you'll you'll be like, what, why have I never had this thing? And
0: Len, if if you um, happen to have a, fun, a, a slightly yeah. more intense bit of personal grooming to do, how long does the battery last?
1: Lasts for ninety minutes. So wow, um, which blew my mind. Uh, I mean, I I'm going to be honest with you, and I said this to Gareth yes, last week. No one's going down there for ninety That's minutes. That's a bit much. You know, ninety, 90 minutes is absurd. But it's got a little light on there, so you could just use it to illuminate things if necessary. Great. Um, you know, just if you want to use the light. So it's it's a ceramic blade. It's, there's no way you can hurt yourself, um, which is, you know, the biggest plus point. And it comes with loads of like moisturizers and sort of nice, you know, aftercare products, Bombs. I like to call them. Yeah, bombs. Ooh. That's a good way of putting it in. Um, and for any of our listeners, if you are interested in this, um, it, we've got a great deal that Manscaped have provided for us, which is if you go to www.manscaped.com and use the promo code FANCRITICAL, um, that's manscaped.com and use the promo code FANCRITICAL all one word capital letters you get 20% off wow. and free shipping nice yeah so that's pretty good actually. that's a great deal I have to say 20% is pretty decent uh it's a, it's a really good piece of kit you know joke aside genuinely a game changer so if you are interested in that go to manscaped.com and use the promo code FANCRITICAL all one word capital letters to get 20% off and free shipping now that's the official um sponsor well, it's nice to get a bit and, of promo and, uh, from down under oh well they're very good they? <laughs> very good i like that just team me up with that one next time yeah that could have gone really well at the start yeah i yeah, know <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah um i thought i'd plug a few things that are here at fan critical actually so westworld big show hbo's you know Originally, it was what they wanted to be, their next Game of Thrones. It hasn't necessarily panned out that way. However, it is a very successful show. uh, And season three is on the horizon. March 15th, season three begins. We begin our coverage on March the 16th. That's right. We are one day after uh, it airs. And, you know, it's a great, great show. Uh, Season three is looking to be fantastic. We have a separate podcast called The Hosts of Westworld. That is The Hosts of Westworld. Uh, Anyone listening to this, please do us a massive favour. If you could search for that on whatever you listen to your podcasts on uh, and subscribe to it, that would be amazing. If you could give the content a listen, if you like Westworld and and if you want to throw us a review on there, uh, that would also be amazing. We would very much appreciate that. Um, We have a new video game podcast called Story Mode. A video game podcast. That is Story Mode, a video game podcast. Started by um, Gareth's little brother, Simon. Uh, So we're keeping it in the family, in a way. Um, And they discuss all things PlayStation, Nintendo and Xbox. Uh, They release an episode every two weeks. They have two episodes out now. Um, uh, And if you search for them and subscribe, if you're into video games, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are. We have two commissioned podcasts that have just come out. Two. Two. Inception and Her. Spike Jones film um, so you know these commission podcasts are brilliant people basically um, sign up to the Patreon they go to patreon.com uh, forward slash fancritical and on there they decide to sign up to the uh, is it the elite blueberry Emma is that what we're talking it about certainly the elite is. blueberry, blueberry it certainly is. Uh, yeah, so They sign up to there. Uh, yeah, go
0: on. Uh, so Elite Blueberry level, you get all of the cool stuff that you get as a junior or a senior Blueberry. So access to all our Cast it episodes and Discord. But at Elite, you get to commission a podcast on a film or a very short series uh, once a month. So whatever you want us to do, we will we will cover that for you.
1: And it's great being told what to do, especially when they're great films like Inception and Hurt. We had a great uh, time doing those commission podcasts earlier this week they're both loud, now live so check those out if you want some in-depth chat about inception you know which needs some chat to be honest with you get yep. mental uh, and her is you know like an extended black mirror episode and we had some fun talking about that and the philosophical questions that arise from that one as well um so that's patreon.com forward slash fan critical other than that Um, Just subscribe to this channel, leave us some reviews. You know, The Outsider is finishing soon, um, and Castle Rock Critical Channel. We'll be less active after that's finished. Uh, So make sure you subscribe to Fan Critical for all of our movie reviews. Um, You know, anything that's current, like Westworld, like I said. Um, And any Marvel movies, any event movies, they'll all go on Fan Critical. So make sure you're subscribing and chucking us a cheeky review on there. You know, go for it. Go crazy. Um, And that's it, Em. Let's jump into the plot, shall we? Let's
0: do it. So, Tigers and Bears. We open this episode with um what I later learned but at the time was just rather confused uh, is a flashback to 1947.
1: So Yeah, they like doing this. They like they like um they like fucking around with what we think's going on. Yeah. And I kind of and I've said this before, I like it. Um but it's only I only like it after I know what's happening. Yeah, at the time I was like most what of is the time this? It puts me on edge. Yeah. yeah, most of the time I'm like, oh well these kids are dead. Like as in they're gonna get eaten. Um and then, you know, as the episode unfolds, y you, you get revealed what's actually going on. But as I've said before, the editing is interesting with this show. It's you know, I'm a I'm a video editor, that's my job, and I I always study the editing um very You know, I'm very like like a hawk on it. I'm always looking at going, oh, what are they doing? What are these techniques that they're using? Well, it's interesting because Um, for me, as a as a
0: novice, I didn't feel I felt like the tone was very in keeping, and and I mean, actually, like color tone was in keeping with the Mm. modern day shots, which made it hard to tell.
1: Yeah, and now only looking back at it, you can sort of see like the flashlight that they're using. Definitely not going to cost twenty five cents for anything. yeah, I was sitting there going, 25 cents, that is such a weird amount of money yeah. <laughs> to ask for to go into this cave. I was like, what? And then I was like, it's cave stock, you know, maybe there's so many caves, yeah. and, you know, who cares? Maybe it's dirt cheap, but, um, but that is not true,
0: is it? Yeah, it was,
1: no, it was int- It was interesting, it was interesting, and I, I like the way that they're using, the, they've done this so many times this season, where they've just shown random shots, and you're like, what is that? Like that guy, like they usually do it with the family members yeah. that are going to kill someone. Well, and it just is that constant dread. Yes.
0: As we learn later in the episode, this is related to somebody. So, um mm,
1: we've got yeah. two
0: two brothers. Um they're playing hide and seek mm-hmm. in a barn and then they go running off to an adventure near the caves in the woods, which is obviously a stupid idea. Um the older one tells the little one that there's a secret entrance for the cave that um won't means they won't have to pay the 25 cents entrance fee. So, of course, they think that's a great idea. And they go inside secret entrance to said massive cave where they're clearly going to get lost and probably die. Yeah. So then their mm-hmm. dad comes out and goes to call them in. Um, they don't answer, obviously. Uh, so he goes off looking Classic. for them. Uh, his search mm. eventually gets into the caves. And when he gets in, he hears his kids calling for help, uh, tells them to stay put and runs off to get help. Now, <laughs> I love this. The summary that I've got here says, uh, after rounding up everyone he can, the father returns with 33 people to search for his sons. 33. Very precise. Uh, but unfortunately, mm, precise. there is a cave-in uh, and, well, they're, they're all dead. Yeah. I've sort of jumped the gun a bit there, well, but I figured let's get the story out of the way. You've
1: gone through the whole plot, but yeah, it's better to do that and just keep jumping back to it. Because like throughout the episode, it was very confusing, especially when you throw in the mix that there was another kid found you know dead or whatever that the DA is getting told about it was very again that, that
0: then is even um, more confusing later on I, I quite liked it though yeah. I, I liked having a different story to run with that I w- I wasn't sure as I said I, I didn't I didn't realize this was a flashback originally um, and, and I yeah. wasn't sure whether it was you know he's so desperate he's found two more kids and you know it just happens to be a really cheap cave somewhere
1: no I like the, the story running alongside it and The interesting thing is throughout this episode, we get told, oh, there's no graveyard near where El Cucho needs to Uh operate, right? Um, So you don't have its usual, they can't find its lair, you know, which is quite interesting. And then obviously with this tragedy that happened, it's perfect for um, El Cucho because he feeds off the grief and, you know, people dying in this cave and... I'm sure people still visit it and, you know, so it's, it is a graveyard in a way. Yeah. Um, and it's a subterranean one. It's a scary one. And it's one that he, he clearly is using as his lair, which, which, you know, helps with the, you know, the rules that it has about this having to set up somewhere where it needs to feed off. Group. Yes. It, so that that works. It's for
0: me. nice to go back to the rules. I agree. Um, and of all mm, the kind of there do need to be rules. natural graveyards, yes. it is one of the most tragic, let's be honest. Um But then we come back to the present and we we go back to the Bolton shack where we left them at the end Mm. of last episode. So Ralph is explaining to the two officers uh, who've come to get Claude that he couldn't have been the one that tried to kidnap the kid at Cavestock because why would Claude go to Cavestock? Secondly, he was with the police officers. Gets a bit confusing. Mm -hmm. They make up a story about, you know, needing to to question him in a safe place. Um, And uh, the officers seem pretty sceptical, but they seem to be happy to go along with it since it's coming from, you know, GBI mm-hmm. and, and and another sheriff's office. But before they go, mm. Eunice and Ralph decide to ask them if they could interview the witnesses in the recent attempted kidnapping case in case there is a chance that the, uh, the bad guy in both cases is the same person. And they agree, which is clever.
1: Uh, yeah, it's clever. Although I will say that these two detectives who just rock up at the Morals. door, just... Okay. Uh, they kind of just let everything go. I mean... If I was a detective, I mean they don't know the story and I know they know that, that he's been with these police officers all night, but you'd still take Claude Bolton in. I'm sorry. You would still take him in and question him.
0: Well yeah, um, you should do probably. I, f-
1: I feel it's yeah, especially when these officers aren't from their jurisdiction or their county. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that they should that they should pull ranking and go, Well, no, we, clearly it looks like him. We need we need to chat to him. I can't just take your word for it. Um so but If that happens, happened, it would be me. like
0: four episodes of trying to get Claude back out of prison. I know, so, you know. I know, I know, <laughs> I know.
1: It's fair, it's fair. It's just my logical hat going on. Uh, but yeah, it was a good idea for them to ask to interview these, the, the kid and, 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 and the grandpa. It's not the dad, is it? It's the grandpa. We story. have clarified um,
0: that it is the grandpa, mm, not the father. So yeah, for anyone who was really correct. into that debate last week, yes. <laughs> there is the answer for yes. you. Yes
1: that was the debate for all of the ages that we were all having but no it's definitely the grandpa um so it's good that they you know that they, they, they chat to these uh the witnesses they're doing something sensible he, yeah the grandpa's actually wrestled El Cucho. he's you know, he's taken him down yeah
0: he certainly has But before we get there, so the cops go um, and Holly says that she thinks El Cucho can see and hear everything that Claude can, which means they obviously, very clever, they need to not discuss their plans or any of their knowledge in front of him. Um, Howie seems a little unconvinced, um, but but Ralph is kind of back back on the page. So inside the house, the team talk about what to do if they find El Cucho. Uh, they don't really know mm. how or if it can be killed. I mean, that, that's a question to ask. They have they have no plan.
1: They have, they have zero, zero plan. plan.
0: Zero plan whatsoever here. Um, so Holly kind of, Seal is, is pretty frustrated by this, understandably. A is named Seal. B, they don't know what to do about this guy that's stolen his brother's visage. Um, so Holly kind of says to him, you know, whatever we're going to do, we need you. Um, So that includes you helping us find a way to get Claude out of the house while we come up with a plan. So uh, Claude then comes back in and Seal says, why don't you uh, make a trip up to Highway Heaven uh, and get everyone some food? And Howie agrees to drive him away there in his car, because Howie loves driving, even though this chicken place is two hours away.
1: That surprised me that he was... Still willing to go along with this, he's just like Ralph says, get on board, and he's like, okay, yeah, I will. Then um, <laughs> it could just be that he's bored. He must be the most skeptical. Yeah, um but he wants to drive. He's driving him up there for some lovely chicken. So go for it. Myself out.
0: Well, I mean, you know, it's a long way to go for chicken, but we'll come back to why later. Well,
1: well if it's good, if it's good chicken, don't I would happily travel. Anywhere for a good chicken. So don't don't knock the distance in. If the food is good, it is worth it. That is
0: it. true. That's true. Although I can't imagine when it comes back to the people that it's being brought for, it's going to be particularly tasty. Yeah. Uh, who knows?
1: Cold chicken. Cold chicken. All right. Can be pretty All tasty. Right. Just
0: be careful so, of the old salmonella. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so now that, now that uh, Howie has taken Claude away, the group are um, fully free to talk about their plans. So they decide that mm. El Cucho exposed himself before fully transforming because he was desperate and we know that yeah. <laughs> yeah. don't i did a survey today that asked me has anyone ever exposed themselves to you in public and i was like no what a fucking weird question no just El Cucho. Yeah, just El kutcher actually uh so. there, well there was an option for that so i had to go other um but this means that the likelihood is it will go after another child soon because he didn't get to eat so Andy talks mm. about trying the nearby cemetery because we know that he likes to hold up near victims' families, uh, and Seal responds by saying most of the most of the cemetery where uh, they were buried was washed away during the flood, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which you know is helpful, uh, and then kind of moves on mm. from that a little bit, uh, and uh, and kind of kind of puts it aside. So, Claude and Harry are on the road for the yep. chicken and claude i quite like what happens here actually so claude basically goes you know when i was a kid and they wanted to get me out of the you know to have a conversation without me there they'd send me out to go and get chicken or whatever um so obviously he knows what's happening and he's not an idiot i i think he's he's clicked on Mm -hmm. to the fact that el cucho probably knows what's going on because he can feel him in his head Mm -hmm. um he's really really shaken up by this and how he has to pull over so that he can chuck his guts up which is pretty rough Mm. like i I know that we've yeah. seen...
1: Not the best situation when you're about to eat loads of chicken. I mean, no. it wouldn't make you want to eat the chicken. You're going all the way for delicious chicken and you're throwing up everywhere.
0: No, and that's a shame. Crazy. I hadn't thought about that either. But you clearly, you it gives us a great demonstration of what he's been going through um, and how heavily it has affected him, actually. Um, mm.
1: Never saw Terry like this, as we said. Um, no. But he must have been going through... El Terry must have been going through something else. You know something similar. Well, yeah, um, but we just never saw it, and um, we only ever saw him at the point of the murder when all this. It's very good point,
0: happened. actually. So, and I wonder if um, the transformation affects the the subject more if the El Cucho can't transform as quickly and get move on.
1: Yeah, and obviously El Cucho is very stressed, so that is obviously affecting the transformation because um, mm. he's, he's having to rush, he's having to break his usual serene methodology that always works you know
0: yeah well look, it can't always be perfect okay chill out mate come on yeah uh, fair enough so we'll leave howie and claude chilling out with the very highly regarded fried chicken at highway heaven uh, and we'll mm-hmm. go back to cherokee city briefly because in cherokee city um da hayes has received mm. some disturbing news a young boy is found yeah. dead near a hiking trail. His body violated and mutilated like Frankie Peterson's. Uh, he looks yeah. over the crime scene photos and it yeah. looks very much like he... Gross. Yeah, I mean, yeah, rank. Um, but it looks very much like he's starting to think maybe he was wrong about Terry or something didn't go right. But that's pretty much all we see of him, which I thought was really odd. What did you think?
1: Hmm. So I have some questions, and maybe it's for the book section of this podcast, mm. uh, King Corner. But uh, I can't remember, for the life of me, if they say where this boy was.
0: I don't think so now, either.
1: Like, as in a specific state? No. It, may, it must be in the state somewhere, but I mean, like, or city or wherever it was. Because... This is what was confusing me. This was running alongside the parallel story of the boys getting lost in the cave. And I was like, oh, they're going to die. But obviously they do die, but not because of El Cucho. Now, does this mean that there's two El Cuchos? What the fuck is going on? Right. Where is this kid? I I don't know. Is this kid... Yeah. So... Um, This was what was confusing me. When I first saw this, I I was like, oh, it
0: must be one of the boys from, like, around the caves. Because we hadn't seen the end of that storyline. And I hadn't realised it It was a flashback because sometimes I'm not that bright. Uh, but actually what this is saying to me is regardless of where it is, because I, I couldn't find that either without rewatching it. And I didn't um, get a chance to watch it a third time. Uh, I, it, I think it, it does say that there's more than one. That is
1: mental. I mean, but I mean, uh, we'll talk about this in the book section. So don't say it now I'll be interested to know if this happens in the book. Yes, I'll be interested to know if uh, this is their sort of idea to start seeding a second season. Um, you know turning it into there's a new show on Amazon called Hunters uh, which is um, I've seen the trailer for that about yeah it's decent actually it's decent it's about um, hunting down it's a drama drama of Al Pacino and a group of uh, Jewish hunters as you would say who are hunting down Nazi survivors (laughs) who have embedded themselves into 70s america and are causing you know know, ripples in the sort of political system it's actually very good uh check that out on amazon but it kind of would be like that it'd be like season two would be like you know el cucho hunters and they just go around uh hunting you know like x-files i guess which is what i enjoy about the show it would be kind of like they'd have to call Um, it something
0: better like el cucho chasers would be better than hunters because it's, it's yeah. Alliteration. Uh, what would they
1: call the second season? That is interesting because the outsider doesn't really work anymore. The outsiders, um, <laughs> yeah. The outsiders. Yes. <laughs> just go for the simple alien aliens yep. situation. Why not? Um, nah, so yeah, this whole situation confused me. Um, it, it, and if it's related to, to to the present timeline, and it's the ones, and it, and it's a boy that has been killed by El, this El Couture, Who is this boy? Uh, I'm. Yeah, and I'm baffled as to why our guys don't know about it. That's why I think it's a different situation.
0: Yeah, I think that we are probably right in our musings on that. um, But we may not find out until next episode or ever. Who knows? Mm. Uh, But come back to that question that you had when we get to King Corner and I will will answer it fully for you. Um, So after that pretty nasty old moment, uh, we have a lovely little detour to a cemetery with Andy and Holly. Uh, there's some yeah. shitty romantic stuff about people dying of broken hearts but actually it's the Spanish flu uh, blah blah blah
1: <laughs> well Spanish flu let's not fucking start because when you. I just
0: said that I thought don't because it makes me think of exactly what's happening now everyone chill out it's not the Spanish yeah, flu yeah
1: exactly well you know coronavirus Spanish flu they're very similar I haven't actually worked um, in the office
0: for two days because I am slightly afraid of getting on the
1: tube <laughs> um, yeah I mean let's face it I mean being back in London when I used to live there I don't I don't miss being in that tube environment now.
0: It's not that
1: nice? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And when they mentioned Spanish flu, I was like, fuck, that is so weird. Yeah,
0: I know. What weird timing. The show
1: was shot months ago. Yeah. Anyway, Spanish flu, coronavirus.
0: Uh, Well, Andy doesn't believe it's Spanish flu. He thinks that they loved each other so much they couldn't live without each other. Um, Holly thinks it's very Mm, cute.
1: Also, yeah, very cute. Very cute. And possible. Yeah, it does happen. If we're like guinea pigs. Guinea pigs do it all the time. Poor old guinea pigs. So... Yeah, I love them. That's
0: really fucking sad. Those guineas, Jesus.
1: is his. Oh uh,
0: <sighs> well, we then go over to cave stock grounds, uh, and Andy, good old Andy, you know he's starting to be a real key player here. He says, well, actually, yeah. El Cucho ran away, away from all of the cave entrances. So what's what the fuck's going here now? Then yeah, uh, and then when, yeah. then when Holly goes over to have a little look at the um, the cave map where El Cucho tried to kidnap the boy she finds sticky goo again oh yeah, yeah El Cucho goo
1: yeah. goo the the hangover from Castle Rock season 2 yeah uh, the goo people the goo has been left everywhere yes goo goo, goo.
0: everywhere Um, But don't worry, because Ralph and Eunice are uh, off to the police station to interview the boy uh, that El Cucho tried to kidnap and his granddad. Mm -hmm. Clarification, granddad. So Ralph asked the boy and the grandpa if um, El Cucho scratched him. Um, Mm -hmm. But they both noticed that his eyes were basically sort of like too far back in their sockets and kind of looking at them from within underneath another mask, which is creepy as Mm. fuck. Right?
1: It was creepy. Yeah, it was creepy. Yeah,
0: really creepy.
1: I like the I like the expression of um him wearing a mask. Yeah. Like it was a mask beneath a
0: mask. Yeah, I I thought um, that, was that was really clever. good. And actually talking about how his yeah. eyes just weren't quite in the right place and that he just seemed a bit off.
1: Well they weren't. It looked it well, yeah. weird. <sighs> this weird melty clawed. I don't like it. I don't like it because it's just weird. I mean we're not draw we're not doing any more drawings, but Hell no similar to all of our drawings check those out on patreon.com yeah they you know, were great if you want to see our drawings of El Cucho. So some of them are terrible some of
0: them are brilliant some of them are just terrifying all of them are terrifying mm. um while we my i
1: tell you what i tell you what's funny about my drawing uh, it's actually on my fridge so i <laughs> you put creep. a magnet on it it is so creepy <laughs> so, the um, weirdest. my girlfriend my girlfriend came home from work and we are watching a show together she she goes to the fridge to get something out and there's the drawing that's terrifying mate just, no, just totally terrifying. And now I leave it on the fridge just as a constant reminder that the Boogeyman or El Cucho does exist. Oh, my God. that is no word of a lie. If you came to my fridge right now, you would see that drawing.
0: Ugh. No. And I've seen your drawing yeah. as well. I don't want to see it again. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> scary stuff. Just before we head back to the Bolton house, we get a flash, uh, like a flashing shot of El Cucho as obviously slightly wonky Claude inside the cave with Jack, which I thought was really creepy. And it was very quick, mm. um, but just sort of flashed at mm. them and then flashed away again. And Jack is looking rough as, mate. He is having an awful time.
1: Yeah, but he's also lost a bit of character development here because he's just now a lemming that does whatever it wants and doesn't say anything, Um which is kind of annoying because we had some interesting... You know Conflict Going on with his character And in questioning What he was doing But now he's just like Now I'm just doing Just doing whatever he says I don't think he can Control it
0: anymore I think he is so I think he's terrified
1: That's fine I just Would like Maybe a line Saying that Not saying it But something You know Some kind of subtle Exposition maybe Yes yeah, anyway, it's like the conflict's gone. He's fully, you know, dark side of the force now. Yeah. Um, so, and that's that's fine. But it, it just annoying, like we said, they did, did actually some really good work with Jack. And there's mm. kind of that thought, there was that thought in my head that he might turn out to be the saviour of them. Turns out probably won't be. And even if he is now, he, he's got to die for what he's done yeah. to our boy PI. So yeah, anyway, the Jack stuff was good. Now it's just... He's just a bad guy. We'll
0: have to see what happens to Jack in the last episode, won't we? Questions?
1: Well, very much Uh, so.
0: Let's tootle on back to the Bolton house, shall we? Uh, So our team are trying to work out where El Cucho has fled to, because he's not gone in the direction of the caves; Mm -hmm. he's gone the other way. Um, So Ralph tells them, oh, the boy he tried to kidnap said he'd mentioned this cave where bears scrape their claws against the rocks, but no one knew where it was. So Seal's like, oh, yeah, I know that one. Um, But it was sealed up in 1947. So... (laughs) Mm -hmm. So then he tells the story of the boys, and I'm not laughing because it is awful, I'm laughing because it's Seal. Uh, It tells the story of the boys from 1947 that we now realise is a flashback, um, and that the death toll included his grandfather and three of his grandfather's brothers, uh, which actually Mm. makes it the largest remaining uh, Bolton grave plot around. Uh, So you are right, Len, as you said earlier. That is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, you know, Mm. if you're looking for somewhere that's filled with family grief uh, or family, you know, death history, that is your place, is it not?
1: How does it know? How does it know this Cucho thing? How does it know where they're buried? You know, that's weird. Well, it's got Claude's It's um, in
0: Claude's head, isn't it? It knows Claude. It's got Claude's very true. memories. Yes.
1: Very good. Very good. Did not remember mm-hmm. that. Thank you for that.
0: You're welcome. That's what mm-hmm. I'm here for. Uh, Cecile also tells the team that uh, kids still manage to find their way in to participate in all sorts of illicit activities. So he opens an yeah. old map, shows them where it is. And uh, and he does say if you've thought about the fact that you know maybe he's waiting for you to come and find him, uh, but then Howie and Claude come back, forcing the group to go silent because obviously they don't want him to know and chicken. So you know priorities. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you do you think that El Cucho is waiting for them to come at this point in the show?
1: No. no. No, I think he he's looking to kill a kid and get out of there as quickly as possible. That's what I think he's looking to do. Um. Because if he can just kill a kid and scratch someone else, then he's gone. Do you know what I mean? Like they'll probably never find him. Um, So that's his aim. That's his main goal. I I guarantee he doesn't want confrontation because it's just going to draw attention to him. Yeah, and and that's literally the opposite of the way he works. He's completely like putting attention on other people. Yeah, he 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 deflects
0: more than anything else, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah,
0: no, I agree, um, and I think Jack's not in the best shape either. So even though, as we know later, he does manage to get some pretty good shots off, uh, he's probably not best set to uh, to be taking on. At, he's going to kill himself anyway. Uh, he's going to kill himself anyway. Something's going to happen. That's,
1: that's definitely yeah.
0: So we'll leave them where they are for the time being, contemplating what it is that they need or want to do, and we'll go back to Cherokee City because uh, Glory has kind of come over to visit Jeannie. Uh, so Jeannie grabs a uh. couple of beers for them, um, and Glory says that D.A. Hayes had asked to speak with her, but she said no because there's a lawsuit. And then she opens up about her anger at you know Jeannie attending the meeting and backing the theory and this at like, the other. Um, but she does say that as much as she doesn't believe it, she appreciates Jeannie's sincerity and and you know respects her belief. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Now, obviously, the important thing here is the fact that the D.A. has tried to speak to Glory. Um, you know, yeah. I, I like these Convenient two together. after they're being sued. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, but also if you think back to the photos that he'd been looking at, then maybe, maybe something else. Who knows? Uh, I didn't think this was necessary. What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, it's filler. It's filler. Uh, I don't think we need to keep going back to um, Genie and Glory. Um, to be honest with you, it was like that, phone call that ralph had to glory like oh just checking in babe we found it it's here we're doing this and then she's like don't go after it it's like well she well, did also nearly again?
0: run someone over which was quite funny that was funny you're right in a, in a way um, um but yeah I, th- anyway. I think it is a bit of filler and as much as i like the characters i don't think we need to keep going back to them uh so
1: no i don't think we need to so we won't
0: hang on keep it keep going back to them so the whole of the investigative team bar howie and seal uh, and claude obviously head off to the cave because that's a great idea isn't it guys goes yeah. to the place where the big nasty man is and Jack the crack shot sniper uh, so Eunice uh, brings up the fact that Ralph has stopped using the kind of conditional if this is the case if that and whatever because um, Ralph is you know clearly at a point now where he says it's it's almost impossible to deny the existence of El Cucho but it has completely up to, upended his view of the world which is true um, and Alec oh Alec Alex turns around and says, "The best the best way to digest it is in small bites. Accept what you can, keep it to together until you're we- until you're ready to take more." Um, which I don't think yeah. is bad advice, um, but maybe Alex should have been a bit more on his guard. Uh, you know, we'll come back to that. So then, Eunice brings up a very good question: What do we do if we can't contain the creature? Um, and Alex' response is that we should kill it before it kills us. Uh, And then Eunice obviously brings up the fact they don't know if he can be killed or not. Now, Len, do you think that El Cucho can be killed?
1: Everything can be killed um, in Stephen King world. So, yes, I do. There's usually some sort of elaborate thing that needs to happen. And we'll talk about that in King Corner maybe. Mm. There's always some ritual or other supernatural thing that needs to happen to kill these entities in Stephen King law and mythos. So I doubt just going in there with guns is gonna kill it. Probably um, not. No. Also you know, maybe even just find finding it and cornering it will kill it. Who knows? Like being discovered might be maybe discovery might be its 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 weakness. Um
0: or if they can so just contain inter- it for long enough that yeah. it can't transform, maybe it will just shrivel away and die.
1: Die. Yeah, very true. That's also true. So, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I hope it's not shit, but uh, it could be. <laughs> Let's keep all <laughs> you know, fingers crossed. It could be too.
0: Um, well, something that's definitely not going to help kill El Cucho is getting high with him, but that is what Howie is doing with Seal. Uh, so Claude is fast asleep. They're smoking pot together. Uh, and um, Seal is basically saying, I don't think it's right that we're keeping Claude in the dark about what's going on. Obviously, Howie is saying very clearly, we need to sit with the plan. Uh, but unfortunately, his munchies take over and he heads to the kitchen for leftover chicken. Uh, and literally, in the seconds Obviously, while he's gone...
1: Always go for leftovers. I mean, yeah, yeah. fine,
0: but not in this situation, mate. Howie is going to be in big trouble here. So in th- like five seconds, he's looking for chicken... Claude wakes up and Seal goes, oh, this is what's happening now. You know, this is what the guys are doing. And Claude, quite rightly, yeah. becomes furious and says, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. The creature knows everything I do, which means that you've now basically signed their Hill death punch. warrants. What a yeah. fucking idiot. Come on, Max Beasley.
1: Yeah, I thought Max Beasley was doing well and then he's fucked up now, again. Um, so this is a big fuck up. Seal's now... Yeah, it's a big fuck up. Um it is weird how he doesn't know everything that's going on in Claude's mind, you know. Um,
0: well, I suppose it's some kind of like symbiosis, isn't it? So he's mm, scratched him and maybe like sharing, infected him like at the same time, memories, taken yeah. his blood. So yeah, it's kind of a memory sharing symbiosis thing, which is how he's able to take on the uh, the the body and the the image of Claude as well as his his thoughts and dreams. Um, yep, etc.
1: It is stupid, it's a bad move, and it leads to the death of our boy Alex, so that's annoying. Poor Uh,
0: Alex. And others. Well, potentially. potentially. So, Howie is desperately trying to get hold of everyone. Obviously, they've got no cell range, mobile signal, whatever. Um, So, Seal's like, oh, sorry, mate. So, Seal, Howie, and Claude get themselves all armed up and try and get out there to meet up with the group before it's too late. Guys, come on. I mean, I know we're heading for a big theatrical showdown. But you're an idiot, Seal. And I'm surprised no one's punched him at this point. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we then cut to seeing Jack setting up a sniper rifle. And in between that, Andy and Holly have a rather tender moment in the car, which I think probably means I think he was dead. Yeah, I think he's dead. Mortally wounded and then dead, I think.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to come back to the episode next week and he's just on the floor, shot, bleeding out. I love
0: you, Holly. Yeah. I'll always remember you. Maybe, yeah, you know. Brutal. Totally brutal. So our final scene, the two cars pull up right by the cave entrance. Everybody gets out. Jack sets up his scope and he's following everybody walking around. And then he just blows Alex's head off. Uh, Ralph is spattered with his blood. And Ralph sort of looks... Again. "Again. Awful. What's happening here? He looks he's around... He's
1: always getting spattered by blood this
0: <laughs> He looks around a bit baffled for a while, and then he's like, right, oh, shit, I need to run away from this. Screen goes to black, and we get six gunshots. So, Len, we've already mm. lost Alec. Who else is going to yeah. be dead at the beginning of our last episode of The Outsider? Uh,
1: well, I, I guarantee you not Ralph, not Cynthia. Uh, I, I think Andy... It's Andy, isn't it? The, the, the Mall Cop guy's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Who else was in the car? Eunice. Eunice, injured, injured, injured big time. Um, That's it. Fuck. Yeah, I think Ralph and Cynthia will make it through to the cave, maybe with an injured Eunice, but I think Andy and Alec are dead. Alec's definitely dead. Oh
0: yeah, I mean he got shot through the head, so if he's not dead, then we've walked into the walking dead. But the
1: others will meet up with them, the others will meet up with them, so you'll have Claude, Howie and uh, Seal meet up with them, and seal's got to, seal's got to die he's just cannon fodder i think yeah i mean come on it's um, max
0: beasley what's he doing
1: how he will survive um because i just think he will and claude will survive as well okay that's my that's my that's my two cents on what's going to happen nice. next okay, week okay
0: interesting interesting
1: listeners let us know your thoughts yes do fancriticalpodcast podcast at gmail.com uh, email in at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you're thinking. i Who's going to make it?
0: I largely agree with you. However, I will give away nothing because it may give away mm. the ending of the show. Uh, speaking of which, unless I've missed anything vital from this episode, shall we mooch over to nope. King Corn? Yeah, moochie
1: moochie. I'm innocent, Red. Just like everybody else here. The house is burning. Fired, Georgie. I'm afraid I have a tendency to turn up the heat. Red Rum, Red Rum. You
0: float, Hello, it's King Corner time. Uh, so, as is is the way it has been for the last five or six episodes, we're talking book differences only here because I don't think we've got many Easter eggs apart from the ones we've talked about in the show. So, nice Breaking Bad reference, Len. Thank you very much. Um, yes, and a couple of other bits and pieces. So one of the things that well, I'm...
1: In, in terms of references, though, Em, I've got a few. Oh, go on then. I mean, we, we, we've been talking about it a lot. Unless but, it's um, Pennywise. This is... <laughs> it, well, it, it is it, but it, more so the fact that this is what happens at the end of it. You have uh, your 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 group of... You know, your team mm. that you've been following throughout the whole story, and they all congregate and go down into Pennywise's lair or it's layer uh and that is in the sewers and then this cavernous <laughs> region uh or area and that is essentially what we're getting here we're getting yeah. a, an intrepid team hunting this uh beast inside uh, a cavernous sort of area again and i, I see the showdown i said it in the podcast like to defeat it or pennywise they they use something called the ritual of chewed um which is a uh, a ritual which is ridiculous, and they get told the ritual by a all-knowing turtle who is a god-like creature.
0: What? Um, Sorry, have we walked into yeah. the disc world Ma- or something?
1: Matorin, yeah, Matorin, who is the uh, god, the turtle god, right, who okay. essentially is a creator of life. And um, he tells about the ritual of Tude to defeat It, who is also like a demigod-type character. Uh, and this will be interesting as well because... Ilkucho is some sort of demigod-like creature. Uh, the group don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to kill it. Is there a ritual? Is there, like you said, just stopping it transforming? Does that do the job? So there's a lot of parallels mm. between it and this creature. Uh, and it's been throughout the whole season. Yeah. Um, it feels like Stephen King definitely is leaning on mm. a more realistic version of Pennywise. In a if way. the
0: first 20 minutes of next week's episode are Seal having a conversation with a godlike turtle telling him how to kill El Cucho, yeah. I'll be happy. I'll be honest. Yeah. Max Beasley needs more screen time, and that's hilarious. Yeah, there you
1: go. <laughs> yeah. Nice. No, so. thank you,
0: Len. I, as I've said before, uh, it is one of the novels and adaptations that I have never gotten my head around, I'm afraid. So you are the Pennywise mm. expert here. Um, uh, any other references that you've got? Uh,
1: no. Okay. No.
0: Goody, goody, goody. Uh, so, book differences slash similarities. I was overjoyed that we seem to be uh, heading towards a similar showdown to what happens in the book, which is great. So we've got Jack with a sniper rifle up on the kind of roof of the cave, uh, which is very similar. to I think I've mentioned this a few weeks ago that the final showdown happens in like an old mine um, And, like, mine pits and that kind of stuff. And he's up on a hill with a sniper rifle. So, you know, different, slightly different environment. And great. We've got cave stock. Excellent. Um, But we're we're, we're getting a similar thing. And I I think that's good. I like that. Um, Now, I'm going to have to check this. And I I promise I will check before next week. I don't think that Alec is the first person to die in the book.
1: Don't tell me he's the first because it... (laughs) that probably will happen.
0: Well, El Cucho's probably going to die. But who knows? Um
1: Two El Cuchos, mate. It's two of them.
0: Well, I mean, and that also, uh, you had a question about that. Are there two El Cuchos? Yeah. Not explicitly in the book. Uh, however, there's no reason why there couldn't be uh, El Cuchos everywhere. And I think there is a short conversation about that at some point. Um, but it's not kind of explicitly said. There's another one, but I like the idea of it. Because well, I would have liked the idea of it more in the show if they hadn't have already said they're going to do a season two. Because <laughs> if they were just going to do one season and then it ended, going we've got one, but fuck me, they could they could be everywhere. I think that would be a really great way to end it. Yeah,
1: they've not confirmed a season two yet, but it's highly likely. I think, is the is the outcome. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, the only other thing for me is that um, the the flashback that we get here, we don't really get that much of a history. We get a little bit of history of the caves, and I think there is a, a cave-in um, in the mining shafts, but nothing quite as kind of, I want to say visceral or real, as there are two kids and a family and is related to Claude. So it's not quite the same sort of thing. Uh, but we are... Yeah. We are coming much closer to how the book itself culminates, which I think is a good thing. Um, definitely a good thing. Um, that's pretty much it from me for King Corner. Do we have some listener feedback that's it for
1: King Corner, Len? We do have some listener feedback, so thank you everyone for getting in touch. With us, Uh, you can get in touch with us by emailing us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. That is fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com and uh, let us know your thoughts or you could alternatively let us know your thoughts on our Facebook channels. That's fancritical, Instagram at fan underscore critical or Twitter at fancriticalpod. Um, Your thoughts will get to us somehow, I'm sure. (laughs) Now, let me just grab my notes. Here is a note on our facebook channel from ashley simcoe who has this to say so there's two el cuchos or whatever the plural would be now el cuchi el El cuchos el cuchi yeah could be uh the episode uh was great and left me wondering lots about how the season would end is it true there's rumored to be a second season in the works yes very much so um the showrunner has said that if they can make a season two they will make a season two as long as they can make it work you know in terms of actually being a compelling story. Um, She goes on to say, lots of questions uh, and curious on the group's thoughts as well. I've included some of my questions and thoughts below after the first viewing. Um, So is the bear cave where El Cucho lived or just where he decided to hang out back in the 1940s? Uh, Did those stupid kids wake him up being uh, being trapped and causing the group of citizens to come in after them? Or was he already hiding in there? Uh, I would highly doubt that all these people who were said to have been killed in the cave actually starved to death with an El Cucho in there with them. So. Good questions. uh, I'm going to answer that. Uh, Good questions. I think El Cucho was never there. Um, It was just a cave-in. And uh, he's only there now because Claude's family members he knows are, are, are dead there. And that's the, gr- the grief of the family is what he feeds on so he was never involved in this 1940s altercation correct Dan? i
0: agree um well that's my opinion yes i think uh, he's just found it as a place of sadness and mourning and grief uh, yes. you know he is he's, the grief he's not eater. actually involved no.
1: yeah he's not tragic actually, accident you know, i believe he's probably never been to this place before in his life el cucho uh did grandpa slash santa really not get scratched <laughs> um yeah, it is weird. Um, well, it, she said it, it was a weird editing choice to linger on his arm and El Cucho's mask after the scuffle. Yeah, that is true. I, um,
0: well, I didn't notice the lingering. Um, and I think that no. there will be no point in him scratching him yet because he hasn't fed and... Because
1: you know, they'll know that it's him again. Like He needs to be a bit more subtle. Mm. Um, she thinks he's incredibly adorable, though. Um, oh, yeah. She doesn't care about the grandchild, that's fair. Save Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and andy is totally dead after seeing the scene of he and holly sharing a kiss that's what i said yep. as well uh and the moment before they get out of the vehicle uh don't we think yes we think he's going to Agreed. die and poor pi should have listened to his instincts and stayed home unfortunately one last question do you believe we've already been shown who was the bubble neck for terry or is this something specifically left out This could relate to the idea that there is another El Cucho out there continuing to kill while the group is hunting Clyde's El Cucho, maybe. Uh, From what we've seen, Jack was infected after Terry was scratched and cloned by El Cucho. So I'm left to assume that we still don't know who was the bubble neck between the time Terry was scratched and the poor man who took his life in jail after being arrested for supposedly killing the two little girls in Terry's father's town. Yep, His bubble neck was his cousin, Tracy, who completed, uh, completed suicide um, by cops. As I write this out, I'm beginning um, more and more convinced that there are two El Cuchos. What do you think? Thank you, as always, for putting together such a great coverage of the season and sharing your thoughts and feedback. Lots of love from Canada, eh? That's what saying, <laughs> Canada, eh? Um, really good points. Thank you for that piece of feedback. Uh, yeah, we don't know who the bubble neck was for Terry. Um, there might not have needed to be one um but it does seem there always was one so that is a very good question and something that i think we asked ourselves a few weeks Mm. ago we do not know who that is um i still obviously this el cucho it it, it is terry's el cucho yeah so if there is another el cucho it's not related to terry in any way shape or form unless they've been working together and there are two of them that would be interesting Yep. potentially Um, um but I, I think, yeah, I think there, there must be two. If, if this other kid is related to a different area, uh, and secondly, I think we will maybe get told who Bubbleneck is for Terry, and if not, it's just a massive plot hole, which is annoying, but not unknown in Stephen King material. Indeed. Um. Okay. So that's uh. That, thank you for that, Ashley. Thanks, Ashley. Moving on
0: uh yeah so holly robertson on patreon uh messaged in to answer one of our geographical questions thank you holly uh, oh, yeah. she says in, in yeah. regards to cecil tennessee i live in nearby northeast arkansas and my husband and i vacation in the mountains of tennessee nearly every year never ever heard of cecil so they've oh, made it up
1: arkansas arkansas yeah. yeah yeah there you go yeah gareth would like that but he's not here he'd love to it no cecil um Todd Bradley has had this to say hey guys uh his thoughts on the episode prose I'll admit Claude's brother telling Claude the exact thing he was told not to tell Claude giving Jack enough time to prep was dumb but it does set up the next episode well and I'm looking forward to see how they end the story I'll be honest guys the cave-in flashback scene took me an embarrassingly long time to figure out it was a flashback you were not alone it's not embarrassing I think I think that's everyone Uh, with that said, I liked how it was the tragedy and grief uh, to house El Cucho that was the final clue for Holly to pinpoint its whereabouts. Yeah, that yep. was good. Um, and it did take everyone a while to get that, to be honest. With you. Oh, took me about uh, half that's the episode. the way they, they edit the show. Um, cons. I didn't love the jumping away from the El Cucho hunt story. Glory's story felt unnecessary. Yeah, similar to what we said since episode five or six. And the DA storyline just confused me and felt kind of out of nowhere. Uh, it did feel out of nowhere, but I think it's a season two setup. Uh Some of the character decisions felt odd and forced. Characters in this show seem to be either geniuses or really dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair yeah. enough. I think, you know, you've got Cynthia and then you've got Ralph, who just doesn't agree with anything. And then now... And Andy. He does agree with everything. Uh, all in all, I didn't love this episode, but I didn't hate it either. It was a compelling at times uh, and set up the finale effectively. Mm. With that said, it had laughable, convenient moments, which felt forced. It's not as bad as the slow episodes in the middle of the season, but it's not as good as last week's episodes or the first few. I give this episode four blueberries, but it's my least favourite four blueberry episode of the season. Thank you again for all you.
0: Is Todd to actually our collective consciousness in one person? Could be.
1: Maybe he listens to the podcast in the future and then travels back in time and mm. writes notes. Or maybe that's kind of what we said. He's an operating system um,
0: or an AI. Yes, and that
1: relates to our commission podcast. Go check that out, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thanks for your thoughts, Todd. I do think it's a four blueberry episode. Um, fair enough that it's your, it's your least favorite four blueberry, but I think the ending alone, the last five to ten minutes, are excellent, excellent stuff. And uh, as as he said set up the finale very effectively and we have some deaths, I'm sure. Um, So that's it on listener feedback and you can write in at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. Back to Emma in the studio. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Len, uh, and everyone for your feedback this week. Uh, So yes, um, we would love your feedback on this episode, but we'd also love to know who you think is going to be left alive, or who will die in the finale next week? Um,
1: Ooh, who's die? Mm,
0: I want your death predictions, please, audience. Uh, Len's already given his. I can't, uh, and the rest of the team are taking a week off. So we've got six days in order to think about it. Let us know what you think. The last episode of the, the season one of The Outsider it is called Must Slash Can't, which I believe we'll all recognise from Claude's Tattoos. Oh yeah! Ah yes. So exciting times! Nice, uh, it's been a roller coaster ride so far, and uh, I have a feeling that next week's finale is going to be explosive. Uh, thank you very yeah. much, Len, for joining me today, uh, and to
1: no worries, no problem, at and all. to
0: everybody who has inputted their thoughts, feelings, and questions to the podcast. We will be back next week for the last episode, but until then, see you later. Bye. See you later, guys. Bye.